Hi, folks. This is Rhino, your station manager. You're about to hear our November volunteer spotlight. We'd like to thank John Bowen for being our subject this month. You can hear John every other Saturday at 2 p.m. reading the Veterans Hour. That is repeated every other Sunday evening at 8 p.m. You can also listen to the program on our podcast page. I'd like to thank Cammie Carlisle for stepping up in a pinch and interviewing John Bowen for me. I was sidelined at home, and rather than reschedule John, Cammie stepped in last minute and took the reins, and she did a wonderful job. So here is Cammie Carlisle interviewing John Bowen, our November Volunteer Spotlight of the Month. Again, catch John Bowen every other Saturday at 2 p.m. and Sunday at 8 p.m. reading the Veterans Hour. We thank him very much for his service to Radio Talking Book. And thank you again to Cammie Carlisle for pinch-hitting for me at the last second. And now here's Cammie Carlisle with the November Volunteer Spotlight right here on Radio Talking Book. Well, hello, and thanks for listening to Radio Talking Book Service. I'm Cammie Carlisle, and today we're talking with John Bowen, who is the Volunteer of the Month for November. Congratulations, John. Thank you. It's very exciting. Yes, it is. We're really glad that you do all that you do for us, but we want to find out a little bit more about you, like the basics, like where were you born? Uh, I'm a lifelong Omaha. Ah. I have lived four years in St. Louis when I was going to college, and every other time I've lived right here in Omaha. I see. Any particular yeah. neighborhood that you li- grew up in? Or? So uh, Yeah, I grew up in South Omaha, mm. and uh, my wife and I now live out in Miller, down in Southwest Omaha. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. So good old South Omaha boy. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So you went to school at? I went to grade school at, at uh, Holy Ghost and okay. St. Agnes. Uh-huh. And then I went to uh, Gross High School, the okay. undefeated football team this year for, uh-huh. I think, the first time ever. Uh, and then I went to, uh, to college at St. Louis University. Ah, oh, what'd you study? I studied, well, that's a long story, actually. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I, I went there studying to, to be an engineer. Mm, okay. But that's really difficult, yeah. especially if you don't study very hard. <laughs> so then I switched to the business school, and I uh, ended up getting a marketing degree. Ah, okay. Yeah. So after college, what did you do for work? Well, so I've always pretty much been in sales. My first, uh, my first job was... Uh, actually a retail manager uh, for a rent-to-own store here in town, Ace okay. Rent-to-Own. Uh-huh. And I did that for about nine years. And then since then, I've been more in outside sales. Uh, so I've sold copiers and faxes. I've sold pharmaceutical services. I've sold uh, medical equipment. And for the last 15 years, I worked for a company here in town. It's a national company. Um, that does uh, market research for hospitals. We do surveys for hospitals. Wow. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. So do I dare? Do you see the surveys, or you just administer oh, sure. them? I'm just curious yeah. if there's any like. Well, since COVID, I'm kind of curious yeah. a little bit about yeah. these surveys. Well, yeah. So so we did generally see scores go down a little bit, okay. not as much as you know uh, people had feared. Right. Uh, but they pretty much have recovered since, and since most hospitals are 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 back to being able to do all kinds of elective surgeries and, and more back to uh, the status quo. Right. Yeah. Good. That's yeah. good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. They really had a hard time there. Tremendously During difficult. COVID. Oh, yeah. goodness. Yeah. So back to your family. Do you have kids? Yes. My wife and I have uh, three children. Okay. We have a 31-year-old son, and he is married. Uh-huh. And uh, so we have one daughter-in-law, and we have two grandchildren, a boy and a girl. Oh, right. Yeah. And we also have uh, two daughters. 
And so all three of them were empty nesters, finally. Uh, so uh, our middle daughter, uh, Emily, our, our, like I said, our son is Joe. Our middle daughter is Emily, and she's a social worker down in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And our youngest daughter, Rachel, um, is in uh, has a marketing type of a job mm-hmm. uh, here in Omaha. Ah, so yeah. the daughters kind of took after dad here, I see. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. So yeah. do you have family in St. Louis, or how did your daughter end up there? Uh, no. So she uh, went to school um, at uh, Truman State in Missouri, mm-hmm. and then she took a year off after she graduated to do, do volunteer work Okay. Um, uh, with, uh, through a Lutheran ministry sort of a organization. And then she uh, started doing social work, mm-hmm. and then she went back to school uh, at New Mexico State to get her master's. And then since she had gone to school at Truman State, mm-hmm. and it's not very far from St. Louis, she had a lot of friends that lived in St. Louis. Ah. So she thought she wanted to be closer to home and also a place where she had uh, friends, uh, kind of ready-made friends. Already. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So how did you end up in St. Louis at school? Okay, I have a lot of long stories. That's okay. When I filled out my ACT form, mm-hmm. I uh, filled it out for to send my scores to three schools because okay. you can do that for free. And I had right. to pay for it. I didn't want to pay for any more than that. Right. So I sent it to University of Nebraska-Lincoln, mm-hmm. which I was very uh, highly considering, uh, especially because of their engineering program. And I sent it to uh, St. Louis University uh-huh. because it was a Catholic school. And I had a friend of mine also that was thinking about going to school in that area, so he said, "You should send your, uh, you know, your scores there." Even though I had never ever visited the school. Oh, really? Okay. And then uh, I, I actually I thought I was sending my scores to UNL. Oh. So I also sent it to Iowa State, but mm-hmm. instead of filling out the little circles with my lead pencil uh, for UNL, they went to Nebraska Wesleyan. Oh. So I didn't when when they. Uh, made the big announcement of where everyone was going to go to school, and mm-hmm. I didn't see UNL, you know, a scholarship that, uh, that I knew I would have qualified for because sure. I scored pretty well. Uh, I went and I saw the counselor, and he said, well, you, I don't know why you didn't get that scholarship. Let's look at, at your form. And he said, well, you sent your scores to St. Louis University and Iowa State and to Nebraska Wesleyan. Oops. And I said, Nebraska Wesleyan? I don't even know what Nebraska Wesleyan is. <laughs> right. So... Um, so the UNL was out for me, and then St. Louis gave me a scholarship. And so my mom said, I think you should go there. So the very first time I was on their campus is when my parents dropped me off at the dorm. Wow. Yeah, and then we <laughs> went shopping, get, got stuff for the dorm. They turned around and drove back that night. Oh, geez. So now I'm in the middle of St. Louis, don't know a single person, <laughs> uh-huh. but I had a wonderful experience. My freshman roommate that they had randomly put me with mm-hmm. became the best man at our wedding oh, wow. and is still one of my best friends today. So it all worked out for Oh, me. that's awesome. Yeah. That's a really good story. I'm glad yeah. it all worked out because yeah. being that, what, 18, yeah. being dropped off at some school, right. a little scary, huh? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but That's really cool. Yeah. So in your free time, what do you do for fun? Well, uh, several things. So my wife and I both work full time, mm-hmm. but on the side we flip houses. Oh, yeah. So we work on one house at a time. Okay. Uh, so that's that's a fun hobby for us, mm-hmm. and we've done. We're on our third house right now, so we do things like that. I also like to play uh, trivia. Most weeks we have some uh, friends that we get together with and play trivia. Mm-hmm. 
um, getting together, of course, to watch Nebraska football with friends. And right. Go to Creighton basketball games, things like that. Yep. Yeah. Boy, that's a good season for that all right now. It, 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 well, let's hope so. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about flipping houses. So mm-hmm. I just recently bought a house, and I saw lots of different flips. Mm-hmm. So when you all flip a house, what all does that entail? I, I'm sure yeah. it varies by house, right? It does. Uh, uh, it does a little bit, but the th- Things that the three houses that we've worked on mm-hmm. have in common are that they're all starter homes. So they're relatively inexpensive for us to buy. Sure. Um, this last one we only paid $75,000 for. Now it's in Weeping Water, Nebraska, 30 miles away. Right. So it's a little bit of a drive to work on. The other two were around maybe 125000 Okay. So that was something that was affordable for us to finance. And we knew there was, you know, always going to be people wanting starter homes, right. and especially now mm-hmm. that the prices are going up and up and up, um, there are always people looking for those. So the the funny thing that my wife and I always talk about is it has to be the right amount of crummy. Right. Okay. So <laughs> it's generally going to be something that hasn't been renovated in quite a few years. Mm-hmm. The last house we did was a house that was owned for 25 years by Omaha Housing Authority. Oh. So they're not going to put much money into right. something. The, it was a 1950s house. Uh, it was built in 1950, and I think that the kitchen had never, ever been changed from 1950. Oh. So okay. very rough shape. Yeah. Uh, holes in the ceiling. Oh, yeah. Things like that. But things that we can fix. Okay. So that's what we look for, something that we can make a big enough improvement on, mm-hmm. something that somebody that doesn't want to have to do a fixer-upper, right? That, but they would like to move into a house that's newly renovated. Mm-hmm. And I think we do a pretty good job of, uh, of getting it renovated, making it new, everything's fresh, uh, all new paint, drywall, new drywall where it needs to go, new cabinets mm-hmm. and appliances and those sorts of things so that when someone moves in, they don't have to spend $6,000 on right. a refrigerator and a stove and, yeah. and so forth. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, I saw a lot of really bad flips, but it sounds like you know what you're doing, so I'm really grateful to hear that because some of the yeah. things I saw, I was like, oh, my. I've made a lot of mistakes, <laughs> and I've had to correct those mistakes. I'm still not great at, for instance, mitering corners for, <laughs> uh, like, the trim and mm-hmm. so forth. Yeah. I don't know why it's difficult. It should be easy. <laughs> so I'm learning kind of. Uh, on the job doing that. Yeah. yeah. And I learning bet. more every time. I bet. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. So what brought you to Radio Talking Book Service? Well, so I mentioned that my, my son's married. Our daughter-in-law, before they were married, she lived in St. Louis, just coincidentally. Um, and she worked for the Radio Talking Book there oh, in St. Louis. Cool. And she was a grant writer. Uh-huh. And so that was the first time that I became aware of it. Mm-hmm. And I'd had many people tell me over the years that I have a, a good voice for radio. You do. Um, and so I said I'd like to do that. And, mm-hmm. and my wife and I have also always been big on trying to give back to the community because sure. we love Omaha so much. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are 50 cities in the country that are more beautiful than Omaha. But there's not any place where people are as nice. Right. And the community... You know, it's a very cohesive community, and mm-hmm. it's just a great place to raise a family. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm sorry to ask because I'm the newest one here. How long have you been reading for us? I think it's been about three years now. Okay. Yeah, it was about a year before COVID. Okay. So maybe about three and a half years. And so I used to come in here to the office uh, to do my recording, and then when COVID started, they said, well, you have to start doing it remotely. Mm-hmm. And I found it was very convenient. Right. And so I've continued to do that, and I hope that the quality of the recording is not terrible. 
Well, if Ryan uh, has a complaint, I think you're doing. He's given me, yeah, he's given me a couple of pointers. Okay, there, yeah, there was one time it didn't sound that good, and he and he told me nicely, <laughs> and so I corrected it. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's my story. Well, that's awesome. We absolutely love having you here, and the volunteers really are what makes this whole thing work. Yeah. When I first joined, I thought I was going to have to hunt down volunteers because that's how it is in commercial radio. Right. But here, I just love it. Everybody shows up or they send in stuff to the Dropbox. It's just a well-oiled yeah. machine here. Well, I was a little, uh, I was a little concerned when I, when I first uh, contacted uh, the organization because they said, well, you have to come in and like audition. Yes. Because maybe I would you know, do a crummy job at it or have a bad <laughs> voice or whatever. And then, so I read a couple of paragraphs, and Ryan's like, okay, yeah, you're fine. Right. So I, so I was like, whew, good. You know, I don't want to get fired from a job I haven't even been hired from. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny that you say that. The audition, uh, I think people are a little bit surprised by that, but it's one thing to read and then to read out loud. Yes. And again, like I said, I came from commercial radio, and the first time I sat down to read, I was like, oh, this is different than talking off the cuff here. Yeah. You know, and trying to read and sound Decent. It, so. it is. It has been far more difficult than I thought it would be, and I am still very much a work in progress. I know that I've gotten better, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I can hear your voice. When I hear your voice, I could tell that you were you've been in radio, and I want to be able to have be able to have that cadence and so forth. Mm-hmm. Sometimes because I, I I read out of the air pulse. Mm-hmm. Uh, newspaper and it's all military things. It right. can be very difficult, right? Because they have a lot of initialisms, and they'll have a, one paragraph that's a just a single sentence, mm-hmm. and so you don't know where your pauses should be, and right. you keep going, and you run out of breath, right. and those sorts of things. So I feel very much like an amateur most of the time. Oh, well, you sound but I try, great. I try to do okay. <laughs> you do. You sound great, and you know what? Our listeners yeah. love it. Yeah. All of our listeners truly, truly listen. I just took a radio to a gal, and she plugged it in. She said, there's my friends. I have missed you. So our listeners really do listen and really appreciate you. So, John, thank you so much for reading for us, and we're really glad to have you on the team. John Bowen here, and he is the November Volunteer of the Month. Congratulations, and thanks again. Thank you. It's an honor.